Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hi, everyone. Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. I'm here today with a longtime friend, Donna Cravata. She is the founder and CEO of Cravata Media Group, where they help authors and speakers cover their assets with custom design, story-driven marketing assets, including book and speaker reels, and their version of a mixtape, a reel that covers all of a client's highlights. These can be used for pitching media, podcasts, speaking opportunities, and more. I'm super excited you're here. We've been in each other's lives for a long time all around the world of content and the importance of being out there in the world. Well, I'm happy to be here and it's so good to see you. And yeah, I think it's probably been about 10 years or so, right? I think so. <laughs> I'd have to look at Facebook memories to find out. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're the double digits for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here and talk to you today and just catch up. Donna, you were probably like the first person in my world who really talked about sharing your story and how important it was to do that. And I feel like I've been on this storytelling journey ever since. I seem to get, thank goodness, better with it with time as opposed to worse. Talk to me about why it's so important that authors, speakers, people who are influencers, and I'm using the word influencer kind of not in the way we think of it, should share their story. That's how you build rapport, relationship, trust, and people get to know you. Um, So much of our lives have come to revolve around the online world. And if you're, let me just put it this way, it's uncanny how people can see, even online, if you're not being authentic with your story or if somebody else is telling you a version of your story or if somebody else is like, handling 100% of your social media. That's not changed. I've been talking about this for 10, 12 years now, but you need to be involved with your story and people will know. It's also how people connect with you on a deeper level because they connect with your story and people, you know, they don't care about all of the different moving parts. They want to know who you are and what makes you tick and where there are similarities. And the way that you can show that is through sharing your story experiences you've been through and um, the connections you have, the people you're around. And when, mm-hmm. when people start to see, oh, well, I know 
you know, we have several common connections and we care about the same things. And we're both interested in this organization and we're passionate about children or dogs or knitting or whatever it might be. When you share these things, you're tapping into those those value points that people have. And when they feel that there is a shared value, there's more there and it changes the entire relationship. So, you know, I don't like to lead with sales ever. Mm. I lead with the story because when people feel aligned with you in some way, they're going to buy services. They're going to buy services from somebody that they feel connected to. So it changes the entire sales process. You don't have to sell to people. These things just happen, you know, opportunities, it, it turns into an opportunity and it's an opportunity that, that both parties kind of come together into, as opposed to you trying to sell something to somebody. And it's a very different experience. And once you, once you feel that you don't want it any other way. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because just this morning I was talking to a potential client and she started to tell the story, you know, about her experiences with ADHD, et cetera. And she said, it all started back when I was at Smith College on the crew team. And I started laughing and said, what year did she graduate? And she <laughs> said, uh, whatever year it was, a couple of years after me. And I said, well, that's so awesome. Which house were you? And she said, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you go to Smith? <laughs> like, <laughs> I did. And forget about it. We were like a runaway yeah. train after yeah. that. You know, yeah, there was no it. stopping us. Mm-hmm. And that's something that will only grow, you know, because from that, there's 800 different connection points that you could make that you went to the same university. Exactly. So fun. So fun. Yeah. What happens when people aren't sharing their story? What are the opportunities they're missing out on? They're missing out on those connections. And you don't know what those opportunities are. I mean, that to me has always been the most exciting part about all of this is Every day you come and you sit down at your computer and you're in your house or wherever you're working, but it's you most of the time. And, you know, everything is virtual. And just the fact that you can open your computer and engage with other people and things will happen that you never expected. And, you know, at the end of the day, I like to look back at the things that happened that I didn't expect in the morning. And, you know, it's so hard to answer that question because who knows, you know, I mean, there's still, you know, another five, six hours left to today. Anything could happen. And just approaching every day with that energy, that curiosity, that curiosity of a child, that anticipation, that's when things happen. And nobody can replicate that for you. Right. You know, you can get people to work on the back end technical aspects of your business and, you know, doing the to do's, but you know, when you're a small business and it's essentially you, you've got to be part of that voice and you've, you've got to share your story because essentially that's all you've got. Right. You know, all of those other things are just trappings around your story. So I'll go back to a story that's so okay. 10 years ago, which is the story of your hand model. My I hand will model. never forget <laughs> to me. Donna Cravata will always be affiliated with one of your clients being a hand model. I yeah. thought that was fascinating and such an interesting story. And I mean, if you want, you're welcome to yeah, tell a little bit was, of it now. She, she was one of my first clients when I started my business. And um, I met her at a neighbor's house at a New Year's Eve party in the, you know, January. It was cold, it was snowy. And I see this woman standing there wearing gloves and no shoes. And I was like, that's the one I wanted to talk to. <laughs> So we ended up huddled up in the corner and she was just getting ready to launch a line of anti-aging hand care products, which were quite expensive. 
And she spent a boatload of money on creating the products and marketing and PR and all of these things. So I was doing everything for her because hand models don't do anything. Yeah, I can't. But she was paying a PR firm in New York City $5,000 a month to get her into magazines. And she was in all the big magazines. She won beauty awards, all the bells and whistles, but she wasn't selling anything. Mm. And the PR company didn't know how to do social media. So they were trying to get me to do their social media. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to work that way. I said, how about you fire the PR agency and I'll do your PR? <laughs> so I took all of the stuff that they had, you know, they had garnered for her and I turned that into social. And then I started tracking this, the hashtag dry hands in three time zones in Hootsuite. And I would offer up, you know, get into conversations on social at 11 o'clock at night. And I'd say, oh, try our, you know, luxurious hand cream. Here's 20% off. And we would go to sleep every night to the ding, ding, ding of the shopping cart. And uh, over a period of eight months, we sold over $100,000 worth of hand cream doing that. And she was acquired by another um, company. And she was on HSN, it sold out twice. She was on 12 times, sold out twice. And that all happened from me keeping her brand alive enough for somebody to notice her. But that just kind of set me off in, into the trajectory of the story matters. And not only taking that story and sharing it creatively in different ways, listening to the people that you want to connect with, knowing who you want to connect with. It's not just about pushing things out into the world. It's about using it as a connection tool. And yeah, she's doing great. She's still hand modeling. Great. She's nice. like the oldest living hand model. I was just going to say, I don't know. She must have great hands because I could not possibly hands. model my hands at this age. Yeah, she's, she's still, she's older than us. <laughs> oh, God bless her. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, but that's and, the story, Donna. Isn't yeah, that and funny? you remember this 10 years later. I don't know that I could necessarily remember other clients you had, but that's like, I guess the point of this is that when you have that one great story, it speaks to people. Yeah. And they remember you that way. Yeah. And that set the foundation for my business. So I did that for years. I helped people like cultivate their stories and share it online and build it into the fabric of, of the foundation of their work. Right. And now I'm just kind of switching that a little bit to, you know, help people with their assets and their marketing assets. Because what I found is people would hire me for strategy and to build those foundations, but they never had the assets. Right. <laughs> so I wanted to take a little step back and not work so hard. And this was a hole in the market because people just don't have it. Right. So when you're talking about assets, I assume you're talking about things like images and video and... Mm -hmm. Oh, podcasts um, or yeah, I'm starting out really small with just a couple of things to keep it streamlined, right. and you know it'll grow as you know the services will grow as the as as this goes along. But um, for now, we're just offering book reels, speaker reels. I um, came up with a mixtape reel. I found these mixtapes in my basement. <laughs> what fun! <laughs> because I one of the clients that signed up for a speaker reel didn't have enough to create a speaker reel. So I was like, hmm, what am I going to do with this? You've got some other interesting things. And we're just going to create a, a mixtape. So it's like a playlist that's a flashback. all of the things that she does. I know. <laughs> for, the, for the young people in the audience, mixtape is where you used to take your own songs and record them onto your own cassette tape. Yes, so but they were a story. They were a story because they were the yes. story of the relationship of the person yes. you were giving them to. They yes. were the most favorite so songs. Much, they were. I was like the queen of mixtapes. And we're doing like speaker sheets and media kits, book sheets, 
podcast sheets because people either have them and they're terrible or they don't have them at all. (laughs) I have to tell you, my media kit and my one page are still completely on the model that you taught us. (laughs) <laughs> and how long? Now, I don't know if the models changed, but uh, really not so much. I think it was a really good model. So I yeah, stayed with it. No, it, it really hasn't changed very much at all. I mean, the intention is, is that you're prepared. Right. You're prepared for those opportunities when they show up. And because I've been working with people just like on this for the last month or so, it's refreshed how important this is because... Mm. It builds confidence because when somebody could take all of your stuff and put it together for you in a way that's like through a different lens, like more than you can see, it makes you look at yourself in a different light. And it gives you the confidence to maybe pitch for something you didn't feel confident enough to pitch for. Right. It also helps with delegation because now you can delegate effectively and successfully Getting somebody to help you pitch, whether it be podcasts or a speaking opportunity or media, whatever it is, you're showing up media ready and you've got all of the assets there. So somebody can take it over and really do a, a good job pitching you. The other thing that was a surprise to me was one of the clients that I, I did this for because I create everything in Canva. And I wanted to be empowering. So she took the template that I used to create her book reel video. And she redid her presentations because she liked what I created better. So she copied them and she up-leveled three presentations. Wow. And she did that on her own. And she also took, it was like, I don't know, maybe 30 slides for this video that I created in Canva. She resized them to Instagram posts and she's got 30 Instagram posts. (laughs) Wow. That's really nice. And there's yeah, so much so it, said around reusing and recycling yeah. our content. We probably yes. sit all of us on a gold mine of content that we're not reutilizing. And I'm and I am also guilty of this. Yes. I'll tell you what I'm really guilty of, and you'll probably slap me with a wet noodle. Yeah. I got the opportunity to be in the Washington Post back in October. Nice. It came out in October. I don't remember when I did the interview, but I think it was last summer. And you know, quoted in it. And of course, you need to have your media, your bio and everything else. And I went to go look at mine on the website. It was so outdated. I was appalled. <laughs> and, uh, I was sitting there like scrambling. I'm like, can you just give me 24 hours to send you <laughs> the proper information? And she was great about it. She came mm-hmm. through a connection. So uh, it was fine. I was able to do that and get it out. But it was very funny because I was like, oh boy, Tony would say <laughs> you weren't media ready. <laughs> I am now. But I wasn't then. Good. And yeah, it's important. And like, I was really reminded how empowering it was because my client was able to create all of that content for herself out of what I created for her. And I give her a lot of credit. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, well, she was just, she loved it. She, she, she saw like this whole different version of who she was because she was seeing herself through my eyes. Right. And I was pulling together parts of her story that she didn't think were relevant to share. And it it really, it had a big impact on what she was doing. So, you know, when I started doing this, it was just really about me kind of taking a step back and, and honoring myself and not working as hard as I had been because, you know, I was just burnt out. And as I'm kind of like getting into this and doing some projects and, you know, really stepping into this as a business, I'm seeing like the, the peripheral vision. Right. 
of what it, you know, it's, it's so much more than what it really is. And, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm really just starting to see that. So it's kind of exciting. That's fun. And I think it really harnesses your creative talents. I mean, strategy is great. You brainstorm, you come up with big ideas, but then to then have the story and start to visually show it is, I don't know, it sounds really exciting. Yeah. Well, it's easy to share too. So the strategy can be intimidating because it's big and it's, it's a lot of moving parts to it. But this is like, like I was, I was telling you earlier, one of the things that, that, led me to to make this change was I had a client that I did strategy for. And she was like, oh, that's nice. Nice strategy. Good strategy. <laughs> and I, I created a bookmark for her and she's, she had the bookmarks printed and it took me 10 minutes to create this bookmark. It was like an afterthought. And she sent me a picture of her skipping down the street, holding the bookmark. And I was like, I want skipping, more skipping. <laughs> so good. I love that so much. That's my goal, skipping. I want my clients to skip with bookmarks and videos and whatever else they need. I want them to be prepared for the opportunities that are out there waiting because they're there. They're there for all of us. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it sounds to me like in a way you fill in the gap for people. It's that space between what who we think we are and who we are perceived to be. I hope I said that in English. Yeah, it's <laughs> Well, I you know, I I tell your story, whoever it is that I'm working with, I tell your story. But what people tend to do is they don't see the value of certain things. Right. And they don't understand where these certain things fit in to their story. Like I'm working with somebody now who only wants to do virtual speaking going forward because her husband had a liver transplant. Oh, goodness. So he is, you know, high risk and will be high risk probably for the remainder of his life. And she's not going to jeopardize his health by going to big events, traveling on planes. She just can't do it. Right. So as I was putting everything together, I was like, we need to kind of bring this into the story. Otherwise you're going to be constantly explaining why you're only doing virtual speaking. Got it. So I built a whole arc into that, that story about her husband, their relationship, how they met, where they started, how now he's working in her business and she needs to be a virtual speaker because she can't risk his help. That's brilliant. So it's answering the unanswered question right up front. Right up and making it part of the story, but right. it's her story. And like I'm showing pictures in there from 35 years ago and oh. her kids and like how they, you know, like traipsed across the country. It's a whole thing. 
But that's part of her mixtape now, because instead of this being a negative that she could only speak virtually, I flipped it into a positive. Sure. And it's people are going to remember it. It's memorable. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to care. Exactly. Who do we know in the world who hasn't had someone who was at a risk of getting ill? I mean, I think all of us at some point have experienced a time where we said, oh, we got to circle the wagons and make sure everyone stays safe in the family, whether that's extended family or immediate family. But it's a very relatable story, especially now in COVID. Yeah, but she was only seeing it as a negative. Mm. She was really concerned about it. And she wasn't like, you know, she wasn't sure what to do with that. Right. And now she now it's it's a confidence builder because she gets to tell the story of her and her husband. I mean, I mean, they've been together for 35 years. There's not that many of those around anymore. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're almost at 19. I'm pretty proud of us. (laughs) Not sure how we're doing it, but we are. (laughs) Well, you'll make it to 35. I think so. And more. And more. But um, that that's kind of what I do is like I can see these spots that people disregard and build it into their story. Right. Love it. And that has impact. That has it's empowering. It builds confidence and it changes the dynamic a bit. Right. Right. I love it. So now you put that into her mixtape. Yeah. How long is a mixtape typically? Three minutes. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty standard on what people are doing with video now. Yeah. Two to three minutes. They really don't go much further than that because then, you know, it's hard to keep people's attention. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so let's take me as an example. So I've got the article from the Washington Post. You could Mm -hmm. like put that into the mixtape in some way. Yeah. Got it. Interesting. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, clips of your podcast, clips of you being interviewed, your Washington Post article, testimonials from your work. Wow. You know, if you had a course, you're speaking, you know, whatever certifications, anything that is, you know, it's like a highlight reel. I love it. That's great. You know, I use as much content, like the more original content you can give me, the better. And right. I'll supplement it with, with stock, but I try to use as little stock as possible. I like that very much. That's a great thing to have. Yeah. I can see how it'd be very helpful. It's not salesy. It's about telling the story and connecting through the story. And then it could be used anywhere. It could be used on social websites. In your email link is an intro, you know, your, your signature link, yeah. an introduction for pitching. So it's, it's very versatile. I love it. That's really and it's fun. So fun. So this is your shift, which I think is really exciting and new. How do you stay productive while shifting? Well, one of the things that I have mentioned earlier is a great productivity tip is that these clients can repurpose a lot of this information mm. <laughs> and create different things out of it. So it's, you know, you're, you're getting way more than you pay for. And for me personally, this is very old school. Okay. I just keep a list. <laughs> you're not the only person. I've tried planners and all without kinds lists. Of things. I just, it's to do. These are all the things I need to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, buy, I like these little five subject notebooks. <laughs> right. And you get the satisfaction of crossing it off. And crossing them off. Yeah. And you <laughs> know, I so use this, like with the team, I use Asana and, right. you know, I have a calendar. I use my calendar. But this is my to-do list and it's next to me all the time. 
and it keeps me accountable. And it's funny because probably my clients are half and half, half digital and half analog and analog would be the writing. And they'll come, some of them come to me, well, I've got to get on digital and do Asana and do this. And I, I now use Todoist. And I love them. I said, but is it working? Yeah. Because if it's working, you know, if you're crossing this stuff off the list, it's good enough. Don't reinvent the wheel, people. Yeah. Yeah. I always like, I would buy planners and I, I would always feel like I was like wedging myself into somebody else's process. And then I would just start using it like a, like a to do list like this. Right. Right. Exactly. Huh, this looks exactly the same. Yeah, so it's basically, you know, since the third grade, it works. (laughs) I've gotten to the point where if I think of a team to do, I just send it out to my assistant. I'm like, here, uh, put this on next Tuesday on that thing. And I don't even run it anymore. I'm like, you run the Todoist. I'll be over here checking off my list. (laughs) And it's not that I don't use Todoist. It's great. It's just like Asana. It's really Mm -hmm. not any really any difference. Someone at Todoist and someone at Asana right now hates me, but I don't see any difference. So that's just, (laughs) and now I'm just not going to manage that anymore. It's just like one more thing that I can delegate out and have a team do. And why should I do it? So long as I'm getting my stuff done and they're getting their stuff done, who cares if it's handwritten or if it's on a computer? No, I've got to find the dynamic that works. Exactly. Love it. Things are getting done. They're getting done. That's all that matters. Yeah. So I'm happy for you. I'm so glad to hear this shift and to hear this idea of this mixtape. I like <laughs> it way better than the word highlight reel. Yeah, it's fun. And these these are, I wish I had my mixtapes, but these have like real songs. I don't know. My son found these somewhere. They're, they're in my basement. So this is like the Beatles white album. Oh my gosh. No, I, they're I, not the ones you made. There are other no, ones. Oh yeah. I don't have those anymore. I don't know what happened to all my albums and my mixtapes, but I... I bet I have pictures downstairs. I should go find some of those. But um, yeah, I had some amazing 80s music mixtapes. I knew how to time it so it would flip in the car. Ooh. Cassette player at just the right time. <laughs> nice. You were way beyond me I in that. I never got down. that technical. <laughs> never got that technical. I'm starting to see why your son's interested in digital media. I wonder where he got that from. I can't imagine. Yeah, so... I'm excited about this. And I figured like, you know, with the mixtape thing, people that are our age will be nostalgic about this. And people that are younger are just going to be jealous because they're going to wish they had some mixtapes. I think that's a great story. I'm running with it. I hope you're using that in your marketing. That is a great line. Yeah, I am. <laughs> good. Because that's a great one. I'm going to reflect back for you. There you go. Thank you. Again, going back to why you should hire someone to help you write your story. Yeah. 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 And I just, you know, I always wanted to work with a lot of people and help a lot of people have an impact in the world and people that were doing meaningful work. Right. And this change allows me to help more people. I love that. I think that's great. And that's always been how you've rolled since the day I met you. Yeah. And I've always just been trying to figure out the way to do it without burning out. And I'm like, guilty as charged. Yeah, I, I go by the Gregory McEwen quote that I can do anything. I don't have to do everything. There you go. I love it. That's a great quote. Yeah. All right. Where can they find you, Donna? At cravatamediagroup.com. And on the socials, it's either Donna Cravata or Cravata Media Group. And I'm all linked on my website. Okay, great. Super. I'm so glad you came on. This was so much fun. Me too. It was great to see you. 
Thanks. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.